Welcome to Styling Social, the podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blakeney, and I am an influencer coach for new upcoming influencers who want to grow their social media, maximize their income, and stop hustling. I am so excited to share today's episode with you, so let's dive straight in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another solo episode of the Styling Social Podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you because it's a question that I am asked all the time, and it's actually about my journey and my story of being a supermarket employee to go into a six-figure entrepreneur in just one year. And I've actually been running Styling Social for nearly two years now. It'll be two years in December, I believe, um, which has just absolutely flown by. So this episode is very much overdue, and I'm just so excited to kind of strip everything back, talk about what life looked like before the business for me and how I was able to achieve so much success in such a short period of time. Um, So just taking it back, let's jump straight in. So life before Styling Social, um, I was very much just your ordinary average girl as I totally am still now. Um, But typically for me, I was stacking the shelves and I was serving the customers on the tills. That's kind of what my role was at the supermarket. And I was in and out of retail jobs for about five years. And the reason why I say in and out is because I didn't just have kind of like one shop that I stayed at. I would, you know, work at a shop for two years. I would go to another shop for a year and then another shop for two years. Um, And that is literally what happened. And my last two years of retail was at the supermarket. Um, And it was the supermarket job that kind of, that was the job that gave me this breakthrough. And almost like I hit this breaking point where it's like, I really need to do something with my life that isn't retail. Um, And I think there's definitely, there's nothing wrong with retail, but just for me, it wasn't lighting me up. I wasn't loving life. I was so miserable. And I think the thing with retail as well, especially even more so because I was doing it for five years, is that it is literally the same thing every single day. And I think that's why I love my business so much is because no day is the same. Every single day is different. Um, And for me, that's really fun. And that's what really lights me up. So just to take it back, I'm at the supermarket, I'm stacking the shelves, I'm serving the customers on tills. I was on minimum wage at the time. So financially, I was I was surviving. That's how I would describe it. I had enough money to survive, but I had no disposable income. I couldn't save. There was no way I was going to be able to rent at the time. I was actually living at my mum's. Um, and without going into too much detail, I had a bit of a chaotic childhood, I guess you could say, um, in the sense that my I was constantly moving a dress. So there was no permanent plans for me to be staying at my mum's so when I had to go and live with my mum I was actually living in almost like a spare room which used to be like a storage room and in that room I had I used my dressing table as my desk and I had I think it was like a five pound fold up chair from Argos you know the ones that fold up and that was my desk for sign and social and that is where a six-figure business was built so that is what life looked like for me and on the side of, so obviously I was working in retail full-time and on the side of that, I was actually doing influencing for many, many years. Um, not just when I was at the supermarket, way before that as well. And when I first started influencing as such, I wasn't even doing it with the intention to become an influencer. As far as I can remember, I don't think being an influencer was even like, I don't even think that was a thing at the time. I think there was probably like Zoella and people like that around, but it wasn't how it is today, if that makes sense. 
Um, and I was just, I started Instagram purely as a hobby to share outfits. I was really into my fashion and styling outfits. So I was just kind of using it as a creative outlet. But then suddenly things started to change within the industry. And I started getting invited to events. I think I've spoken about this before in the podcast. So it was around the point of me hitting, I think I was just under a thousand followers maybe. And I got invited to an event with Benefit Cosmetics in Brighton. Um, I was starting to be sent a lot of PR. I started to land brand collaborations and actually start getting paid for brand collaborations. And that's when I kind of thought, you know what, I'm actually able to monetize this on the side. Why don't I actually put my full time and energy into this, like into blogging, into influencing? And because at the time as well, I also had a blog. That was really the thing when I started my Instagram was you would have a written blog and you would write on that weekly. Um, If anyone is listening now and they were around when that was the thing, I totally love you. I feel like everyone that was blogging was just such a vibe um but yeah that that's really how it started for me is that I was just doing it as a hobby on the side of my job I never really had the plan where it's like I'm going to be a full-time influencer I'm going to quit my job but one thing I will say is I always always from a very young age had this I can't even describe it but I always had this feeling that I was going to be my own boss always right from from as like as long as I can remember and I don't know if this is because my parents have their own businesses and I sort of grew up seeing them run their own business like I don't really know where it came from I'm also very I'm not very good at being told what to do so the fact that I'm my own boss is definitely a good perk um but yeah I never really had a clear idea that I was going to start a business I just knew I wanted to be my own boss so I'm in retail and my influencer page starts picking up I start actually building an online presence I start seeing other people work with brands I start working with brands myself and I have this idea of like oh I wonder if you could be a full-time influencer and while I'm having these thoughts I'm in retail and I basically hit a breaking point where I was so miserable I wouldn't even recognize myself I don't think anyone would recognize me um so so miserable I remember customers always saying to me like crack a smile (laughs) I remember being really offended by that um but genuinely I just was I was just so not not in my element at all in retail and I think the a big like cause of that is because I did really well at school and I think at school especially you're almost like conditioned where it's like if you get really great grades you're going to be set for life you're going to be absolutely fine so I was under this impression like as a child oh, I'm going to do really well at school. I'm going to study really hard. Um, which, you know, I did really well at school. I pretty much got straight A's at school. Um, and I think that kind of gave me this perception where it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be absolutely fine. I'm going to get such a great job. And the reality is that just didn't happen for me. And I think if you love retail, go you. But just for me, retail wasn't the vibe. Um, and as I said, I was on minimum wage. So I felt extremely undervalued. And I think if anyone is working in retail right now, you'll relate to this so much where, a lot of jobs and a lot of shops um you almost treat it as just a number so it's like there's not really that human factor involved if that makes sense um so anyway back to the point I was miserable and I started looking around at everyone else as well so I started looking around at everyone I was working with and everyone else was also miserable um there was a lot of people in my job that were much older than me and I was thinking oh my god I don't want to get to this age and still be feeling like this (laughs) and still be in survival mode where I can just survive, right? 
And I started really comparing myself and I was like, I cannot let myself get to this point. I was like, Ellie, it's been five years. You really need to do something. Something needs to change. Um, and I also used to look around at everyone on Instagram. And what I mean by this is I would look at other influencers that had started to do it full time. They had become full time influencers. They were working with brands full time. Or I would start to look at entrepreneurs that were running online businesses full time. And I remember seeing stuff where people were like, 3k months 5k months 10k months all of this stuff I'd be like that is complete bullshit I genuinely that is what I used to think I was like people are just making this up this is just like complete lies there's no way that someone is making 5k a month and I think the reason why I had this mindset is because I was on I think I was on like 600 pound a month and it was just so unrealistic for me to think oh yeah you're going to be earning 5,000 pound online on your online business but now that I'm actually living and breathing that and way beyond that it's now that I realized they weren't lying they were genuinely telling the truth um but yeah so I was looking around at everyone I was always comparing myself I was always watching everyone else kind of on Instagram live my dream life when then my reality was I was just like stuck in this dead-end job at least for me it felt like a dead-end there was no kind of like progression um and I had this feeling where I was like I know I am meant for so much more for this I know I can do so much more than put some stock on the shelves and put people's shopping in the carrier bag and yeah I don't know I just felt so undervalued and unfulfilled as well in the sense I don't know I just felt like I could I had so much more to offer to the world even though I didn't know what that was and I know that might sound really cheesy like finding your purpose almost but genuinely I did have this feeling inside of me where it's like I am meant for so much more than this so that's when I kind of had this breaking point and I was like I'm gonna have to do something and it was actually one night I remember laying in bed I think I was listening to like a podcast or something and I just had this idea where it was like why don't I start teaching people how to become influencers at the time no one else was teaching it still now to this day not many people are teaching it the industry is very uh, much like hush hush everything's kept very low um, and I was like, you know, I'm always getting asked questions on Instagram about like Instagram growth and working with brands. So why don't I start a business, like start a page and see, you know, see where it goes. And by this point, I had tried almost like other businesses, I guess you could say. So when I was really, really young, I want to say maybe like 17, 18, I was doing like logos for people online for I think like £10. Um <laughs> Do you guys want to get a logo from me? I would not be able to design anyone a logo, but I always was kind of like trying things out. I did photography for a couple of months as well. Um, and when I say photography, it was literally just like people based around my local area. And yes, yeah, still, it was just like something didn't feel right. I don't know. Something just didn't feel right. And then I was like, am I really going to try and start another business if like I've almost had these failed businesses as such before what if this one's failed it's like is anyone even going to want to learn this kind of stuff and I definitely had these thoughts come up almost like instantly but the determination to get out of my job was so much stronger and it truly I honestly have retail to thank for the fact that I'm now running this business and fun fact in one of my retail jobs I actually nearly got fired that's definitely a story for another episode. Um, I don't know if I will ever share that. I probably will at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the fact that I was nearly fired as well from one of my retail jobs. I'm like, I'm so glad I was nearly fired. So glad because then I wouldn't have started the job at the supermarket. And I wouldn't have had this kind of 
breaking point. So I'm really actually grateful for my retail jobs. That's not the only reason I'm grateful for them. Um, I met some amazing friends and I had so many like funny experiences as well throughout my time working. And, you know, I met one of my best friends actually through working at the supermarket. We're still really, really close now. Um, But point is, if I hadn't gone through all of those kind of shit times, it wouldn't have led me to where I am right now you wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode right now because I wouldn't be recording it I wouldn't have started the business right so this is this is truly like my understanding of everything happens for a reason even when in the moment and in the time you're sat there thinking like why is this happening um just know that everything is working out in your favor so yeah back to the point I hit breaking point and I thought right I'm just gonna go for it I had this determination, as I said, it was way stronger than the thoughts of self-doubt. Like my determination was so much stronger. And I I was just like, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna take messy action. And you guys know I'm all for messy action. It's something I talk about a lot. And messy action just basically means instead of over planning and overly organizing everything, you just get started, you just take action, you just put one foot in front of the other. So that's exactly what I did. So I set up the Instagram page for Styling Social. First thing I did, I I think I was primarily posting educational content on there. And looking back now, that was, I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but if I was starting from scratch now, like if you're someone that wants to start a business, I wouldn't recommend just posting educational content. You want to have some inspirational content in there, um, et cetera. But the reason why I was primarily posting educational content is because I wanted to build trust with my audience. I wanted people to know that I knew what I was talking about when it comes to like Instagram growth and influencer growth and brand deals and all of the things. And it's like, why would they trust me if they, if I had no kind of proof of that? So a lot of my content was educational and I probably did give too much away in my Instagram content in the sense I would now have that in like our paid products or paid offers, et cetera. But, you know, starting a business, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from them point is I was posting a lot of educational content started the Instagram post and I started directing people to go and follow that Instagram page um so that was kind of building that was styling social just building in the background I think the first ever thing I launched was like a 10 pound ebook um maybe about Instagram growth just to kind of get my name out there a little bit and then I took massive action and I think this is because I really wanted to kickstart the growth of the business. And I was like, not necessarily that I want to speed it up, but I was like, I need to get out of this job. I need to make this work. And I was really in the mindset where it's like, this is going to work. This is going to be my full-time business. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how I'm going to make it happen. It's happening. Like that truly was my mindset. So what do I do? I have this idea for the membership, which I actually just closed this week, which is really sad. I was really emotional um, closing that because that was almost the first part of Styling Social was the membership. Um, But yeah, anyway, back to the point. (laughs) You guys, I have a tendency to ramble a lot. So don't mind me rambling. But yeah, back to the point. Um, I'm here to take massive action. And I'm like, I'm going to start a membership. And I want the page and I want kind of like the website and everything to look really super professional. So I think at this point I had invested in a website um, and I just paid for the year up front because I wanted to make sure that this was something I was going to commit to. And um, being a manifesting generator as well as I have the <laughs> have this thing where I will like start a lot of projects and I won't finish them. So with this, I was like, right, if I've got money in the game, like skin in the game and I've invested, I have to stick to it at least for a year and try it for a year. Um, so that's why I put the money down for a year. And I'm so glad that I did do that. Um, so I have this idea to launch the membership and I want to do a photo shoot for the membership. So 
I have this tiny little bit of money left over from the month and I take some money out of my savings that I had. I didn't have much saved at all because as I said, what I was being paid for my job, it left me with very little at the end of the month anyway. So what I did have left, I invested into a photography studio in Brighton and I decided I'm going to do a photo shoot for the membership. Now, one thing I would say is if you're going to start a business or like even if you're just an influencer and you're starting your brand, you do not need to do this. You do not need to have a photography studio. You do not need to have a professional camera, professional photo shoot at all. I don't know why I was under the impression that I had to do this, but I did do this. So I used my last bit of money on this photography studio. I think, right, how am I going to? Because basically what I wanted to do was a shoot for the membership that kind of gave this community feel and very much like female empowerment. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to like get that vibe across with just pictures of myself. That's why I wanted to do this photo shoot with other people. So I'm like, right, I need models. How am I going to get models when I've got no money left? I have no money potentially coming in in the future. Like, what am I going to do now? So I actually get bloggers that are based in Brighton and I reach out to them. Some of them I were, I was kind of like friends with through Instagram, through doing fashion blogging. So that was really great. Um, We do this photo shoot. I purchased all the props. I got all of the girls a goodie bag because I couldn't actually pay um, like the models, the bloggers individually. So I got them like a goodie bag um, just to say like a massive thank you for helping me out and starting the business. And we did this photo shoot for the membership and in the background I have this waiting list going for the membership and you know at this point I had no clients I had literally no clients zero I might have had two people buy my 10 pound ebook but other than that I had I had nothing there was no reoccurring revenue nothing was going on and um, it was not profitable at this point I had invested way more than I'd got a return on but that's so normal and that that is business you're going to invest before you get a return so anyway I launched the membership to the wait list then I launched it publicly and it was literally within a couple of days I think even the first 24 hours 50% of the spots have filled in this membership and this was all just through my Instagram all through my Instagram and starting a waiting list because I had that on my email list or MailChimp that's something that I started straight away was my email list so yeah 50% of the spots get filled in the first 24 hours and I had 50 spots available and Everyone was saying to me, like, to fill 50 spots in your membership, that's very ambitious. Like, is that realistic? You know, the usual questions that people ask. But for me, I was like, this is so realistic. Like, this is happening. Watch me fill these 50 spaces. Watch me have an amazing first ever launch. And that's exactly what happened. First couple of days, we filled the 50 spaces. And something incredible happened as well. I had previously built a relationship with a brand, a jewelry brand, back when I was doing influencing. And I reached out to the brand to see if there was any way we could almost like gift all of our new members a piece of jewelry. And that's exactly what happened. And this is a very, very well-known brand as well. Um, I'm sure you guys would have heard of them. And yeah, we were able to send out bracelets to all of our members, our first 50 members. So that just made the launch even more special. But for me, this was mind blowing. I had just made probably what I was making at the supermarket in a cup in a month. I've just made that in a couple of days through my membership. So this is when I really started to think, you know, right, this is happening. This could actually be my full-time job and this could be my full-time job quickly. Because the thing with a membership is obviously you're having that reoccurring revenue as long as people aren't um, obviously leaving the membership. So that's what happened. And the membership was kind of the first, I would guess the first kind of piece in the business that 
started to build the momentum up. I would say for the first three to four months I was running Styling Social, it was very quiet. Um, but more so we were building the social media opposed to getting a ton of sales. And this is something to remember as well. This is really important is that you're going to have different seasons in your business. You may go for a season where you're really focused on growing your social media presence. You're really focused on growing your email list. Um, and it's just more of like a visibility month. And then the next month, you're really heavy on sales. You're more focused on getting the income in. And I think especially in the early days of starting a business, that's so important to remember is that it's going to be hard to balance both. Obviously now at the point we're at now, we're balancing both. But definitely in the early days, it was more like, I started off focused on building the social media presence, building the trust before I started bringing in income. So be really patient with that as well. I think sometimes like from an outsider's perspective, I can understand you can look in at the business and think, right, you've gone from supermarket to six figures in one year. Like how the hell is that possible? And this is how is because before I had started the actual business, I had a little bit of an online presence on Instagram anyway right and I had all of the experience with growing a social media so I knew what I was doing opposed to someone maybe you didn't know how to grow your social media it's going to be slower for you to grow your business and it's probably going to be slow for you to see results through social media aka sales through social media growth through social media right so there's definitely I think whenever you hear I don't know anything from anyone even myself like I definitely, I understand that I had an online presence before it. And I understand that's why I had the success so quickly. Um, and I think that will go, that will go for a lot of people as well. So just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so membership um, launches, business starts to take off. And I then started to offer some one-to-one sessions. At the time, I was definitely really undercharging for my one-to-ones. Um, but that is kind of how the business started. And then from that point on, I did... Um, I did some course creation. So I built Pitch Power, which was all about working with brands. And I built Influencer Unlocked, which is our other signature course, all about Instagram growth. But that is essentially how I built the business. Messy action. I just went for it. I didn't have um, like this massive, overly organized business plan. I didn't have like a big vision of what I was going to do in this first year. I really just kind of took it month by month. And now I plan almost like three months in advance. So I kind of plan quarterly. For me, that works really well. This is going to depend on you individually. And I would say it's massively to do with your human design as well. But for me, I'm really not a big planner. If I was to plan out the next five years or even the next five months, it would get to that month and I'd be like, I'm so bored of that idea. I don't want to do it. Um, I like to keep things really fun and fresh. I also like to really follow my intuition with things. Um, so that's, I, I do definitely plan and I organize a lot. Like you guys know, I love Asana. That's where I do all my planning, but I don't plan too far in advance. And seriously, that is how I started my business. And that's how I scaled the business. That's how I now have, you know, if we fast forward to today, I have a whole entire team for styling social. I'm able to pay myself a really great wage. I've moved into my first ever home. I've been able to travel to Santorini and stay in like really luxury hotels. Um, I've been able to save for a mortgage, like all of these things. And none of this would have been possible if I didn't just go for it and take messy action. And truly, that is all I have done. Um, all I have done <laughs> sounds a bit, I don't know, 
sounds a bit odd but that is like the if we just simplify and strip it all back realistically that is what I've done I've taken messy action if I felt the pull to work with a certain person or the pull to a certain course coach whatever I followed my intuition if I felt the pull to launch something I followed my intuition I've done it I've gone with it and I think a big part of um scaling the business for this second year of running starting social is I balanced the strategy with the mindset and energetics. And that's something I really wish I did in the first year was having that balance of like, yes, this is how you build a business. This is the strategy behind it. But then this is how you're going to keep your mind in check and your energetics in check. Because if your energy is all over the place and you kind of don't have this personal power, then what kind of happens is you will only reach a certain level of success or a certain income. Like it will get capped. You will just stop. Um, and that's because you're probably going to need to overcome mindset blocks. Maybe there's resistance coming up. You know, this is definitely a whole other topic <laughs> for another episode, but you guys get the gist. Um, so yeah, that is really how I built Silent Social in the first year was messy action. Trust in myself, such a big part. Trust in myself, trust in my intuition. And, you know, as crazy as things seem and as unrealistic things may seem, I see that word being thrown around a lot. It's like, it's unrealistic. Um, it's not unrealistic. Nothing is unrealistic. I literally saw someone's stories yesterday um, saying that because someone has achieved something in X amount of time, it's unrealistic. I truly, truly don't believe it's unrealistic. And I think even what I've achieved isn't unrealistic. If anything, this is just a mirror. This is just a reflection of what's possible for you. This is what you can achieve um so yeah I always say as well like set yourself unrealistic goals if you want unrealistic results if you want just like everyday average results set yourself everyday goals but you know I really recommend like when you're setting your goals guys set really big goals that scare you and that feel really far away and unrealistic because that's how you're gonna get there do you honestly think if I was in the supermarket and I told everyone in the supermarket I'm going to hit six figures in this year. I'm going to quit this job right now, this minimum wage job. I have no experience of running a business, but I'm going to hit six figures in my first year. Do you think people would have thought that's realistic? That's not realistic, but it doesn't need to be realistic. And I think it's really subjective as well. What's realistic to you is going to be unrealistic to someone else and vice versa. So just go with your goals. Like whatever it is you want to do, you go for it, you do it. And that's what I'm going to leave you on today. That's the last note that I'm going to leave you on is just go for it. Messy action. That is the vibe. Honestly, I feel like I need to get a tattoo. If I ever get a tattoo, it's going to say messy action. I swear. <laughs> um, but just take messy action. I'm sure as you've listened to this episode, maybe you've been sitting on an idea or maybe you've been thinking about starting your own business. Maybe you've been thinking about investing into a specific course or a specific coach, you know, whatever that looks like. This is your sign. Messy action. Trust yourself trust your intuition it is guiding you and go thank you so much for tuning into today's episode if you have enjoyed listening be sure to let us know by leaving a five-star review on itunes or sharing and tagging us on your instagram stories at styling social keep on killing it